Welcome. Another episode, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. I'm here with Mike Fruitman. We're going to talk about uh, what's uh, some some kid-friendly ideas. We're actually going to first define what a kid is, but I'm going to talk to Mike, the uh, owner of the very successful Mike Stadium Sports Cards up in Aurora, Colorado, one of my outstanding sponsors, other sponsors being Topps, Panini, Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins & Scott Auctions, Rob Varis at Burbank Sports Cards, as well as ComC, SueMC.com, and Beckett Media. But I'm here with Mike Fruitman, and uh, he's done some – I'm really interested in hearing how he's making his uh, local card hangout uh, kid-friendly for uh, big kids as well as little kids. So <laughs> welcome, Mike. Uh, tell us what you're doing, and, and actually, I'd like to get your definition of what a kid is. <laughs> well. I'd say anybody who's collecting cards as a kid, because you still kind yeah, of yeah, absolutely. Card. It's not age related, but <laughs> I don't think I try to be a kid when I go to a card, when I go to a show. That was that was me at the national this year. I was just a big yeah. eight year old walking around. I it lost my diapers, but I found my wallet. Well, um, it's a lot more fun to go when you bring your wallet. I think <laughs> just looking yeah, around. Fun slash dangerous. Yeah. Um, see, so earlier this year, I was talking with a gentleman who you owns know, Triple Play in Ohio. It's Ron Florian. He got me going on you know, getting a kids club thing going on a national level. And I was like, wait a second, why isn't there a kids club already? And what I wanted to do was do some kumbaya thing where Upper Deck would get January and Tops would get February and March. We'd go to Panini and we'd rotate around. Yeah. And I realized that wasn't going to work. So um, I, I get it. And then it was like, okay, let's go to the distributor and say, hey, let's let's make this happen. And we got National Hobby Shop Day going a few years ago. And, and the reason that got going is, well, okay, so we're going to sell this many cases and we're going to give out this many jerseys and <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, absolutely. This makes perfect sense. And and I was trying to establish how a kid's club made perfect sense. And I, there wasn't the translation to, okay, so this is going to mean this many more sales. And I, I get it. You, you can't throw money at something and not, not see results. But, but we're seeing, we saw such an uptick in collecting in the last few years. And, and the coolest part is the kids who used to be the adults who used to be kids who used to come in my store and now bring it in their kids. Right. So, they're getting that first indoctrination into sports cards. It's something they can do with their parents, not just their dad, but, but with their parents. And it was like, okay, this, this thing's got a roll. So finally, uh, right after the rookie photo shoot in, in LA, I was like, okay, let's do this thing. And my hope, and I didn't know I could even get there was to get to about 200 kids and then just cap it. And we're now at about 289. Sorry. <laughs> you say about 289. But that's cap. in the, in the Denver area, right? That or is around. just metro yeah. area. So yeah. with your kids who are actively collecting, they've gotten the bug. And the great thing is we started it during the summer when, you know, nothing to do. So yeah. we started off with, you know, come on in every month. You get a little, you get a card. And I remember being a kid and even having a library card, maybe part of a group and made it cool. So yeah. it gets a card. It has their name on it. That's got their number. And then it's got, you know, 12 months where you just cross off for every visit. And every time they're stopping in, they're getting free packs. And if you're shopping some, yeah. years, you probably have some national hockey card day. You've probably got some promotional items from top to people. Right, right. In your way. You're not supposed to sell. Just give them out. So the first few months we were doing that. And then I just called the Panini and said, Hey, can you hook me up with some stuff? Scotty over there was great. And I think it was, <laughs> and literally the next day, two days later, I've got like 300 football packs that have a variety of different singles in them. And, and it was just such a great thing. So now we've got hundreds of kids coming in every month. You know, yeah. literally on the first, oh my God, there was one month where I was late announcing what it was. And I'm getting these blast emails. Wait, what is, what's my kid getting this month? He's asking what he's going to get. I'm like, <laughs> The second of the month, I'll I'll fix this. So, um, this so month, like, yeah, okay. 
So by kid, you, yeah, no, go ahead. Um, by kid, I mean anybody who can't drive. That's exactly what I was going to say. That was my definition. If they can drive, they may be a big kid, (laughs) but they're probably not the target that you're looking for. Uh, What I've seen in the industry, especially at the national, is that, uh, you know, there's, there, there are kids that are still kids that, you know, late teenagers and 20 somethings that I think are kind of like kids. There's a lot more of them in the industry than there were 10 years ago now. And, uh, but that's not your target. You're talking about, uh, tw- t- teen, uh, early teens and tweens and, uh, where, where do you see it starting at, at, uh, eight, nine, 10? I mean, 10 is a, what's your sweet spot there? What happens is that the older brother will get into it at 10 and yeah. the young, young, younger sibling will get into it as well. Yeah. Um, one of the cool things, and, and so yes, we do have 10 year olds, nine year olds. We've got, we've got five year olds. And I know some of the parents are like, hey, can you sign up my one year old? And I'm like, you just want the free pack. I get it. <laughs> I must be a- able to read. <laughs> sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Next year will be, all makes sense. Um, yeah. one of the cool things we're seeing is the amount of kids who are taking it to the next level who are doing breaks. I've got, Collectors who do personal box breaks, and they're not selling spots, but they simply want to record yeah. their, they grew up with cell phones. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So they're completely used to it. It's not a foreign thing to them. So the, the, it used to be go to your LCS and show off your cards, and now it's go online, do a and box show them off that way. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just, it's the next evolution. So I've got kids who are doing it, they're picking up their boxes. And what I miss is them opening them up in the store. Now they send me a clip and go, hey, can you retweet this? Can you share it? Absolutely. That's completely fine. Could you set up a kind of a little studio in your shop? I mean, there's, I know some, at least one uh, dealer has a, has a, a breaking uh, kind of pavilion inside his, his store in his yeah, LCS. Yeah. No, but that's, that's the second one then. Yeah. Jaspi, that's the yeah. main thing they do, I think. Absolutely. It's, it's so crazy. Yeah. I just talked to those guys at the uh, summit. Yeah. That's what they've done. They've got, they've got rooms, I think, where they're doing it now. Right. I mean, I've got, have webcam, we'll travel. We've got a laptop. Yeah. As long as I got juice, I can do this. Absolutely. Yeah. Are there any shows in the Denver area that are uh, worth these kids going to, or they pretty much got a choice of, uh, uh, buying on the internet or coming to your, uh, to, to your LCS? Well, I mean, where well, else do they get their fix? We're, we're about to release our 2020 show schedule. So, yeah. Um, we looked into a larger location three years ago and we had a collector who was like, Hey, I'm starting to look at, where should I do shows? Where in the Denver area should I do it? I'm like, how about right here? And he gave me this, like, what are you talking about face? And I'm like, here, what do you need? Well, eight foot table space. Great. Okay. So I tapped a tape measure. We, we, um, found spots for 10 tables and we've now reconfigured yeah. the store basically because of that. So the second week of every month, we've been hosting card shows at the card shop for coming up on three years. And now there's other shops who are doing it. In fact, there's another one in town, Colorado sports cards that and they okay. the weekend of every month. They've got an old dance studio, so they can actually, I think, get 30 tables in their store every oh, month. Oh, wow. Okay. And the hobby and is so, just so strong, and they, they do such a great job promoting it where they're sold out every month. Uh, okay. And we had free space as well. Um, and on top of that, we're able to get some folks in. We've hosted Tom C a few times for pickups. Okay. Uh, we're actually having Steve Brad come out in December. Yeah. So an authentication event on site. That'll be on the 14th. So we're, we're able to go next level with it. And it's so funny where people go, oh, so it's just like people hanging out in your store. I'm like, no, it's a card show. We really do this. Yeah. But th- does that mean, is that a, a put a chilling effect on uh, traditional promoters in hotels and community centers and other places where shows used to be 20 years ago? Because, I mean, I think you have a competitive advantage. People know where you are. They they know the setup. And it, it, it obviously can't be huge, but it, it could uh, really serve your customers well. So are there, is that what happens? 
I guess we could squeeze a 13th table in here, but that would involve yeah. a lot of work. Up and safe to say that won't be happening. Um, yeah. There's another shop in town called All Seas, and they do put on a, I want to say it's twice annual show, and that, that is the standard hotel format. Yeah, they, they yeah. Ten tables in there. Yeah. Um, then there's also one up in Greeley, north of town. They do it, I think, three or four times a year, and actually in the springs, they also do a monthly show. So it's nice. We get together. We look at calendars. Nobody dances on each other's toes. And, yeah. and we see a very strong turnout of not just adults, but yes, we certainly see a great amount of kids who join us as well. Well, you, uh, you, I, I, I know we share the same philosophy of, you know, the kind of the rising tide raises all boats as we promote the industry, the hobby. Uh, others benefit, sure, but we benefit, uh, as well. And so I don't, I never really saw other entities within the industry as being my competitors. I always thought it'd be cool to, help build a, a stronger industry. And I know you're doing that, but what, when you're having kids come in to your, uh, you know, whether they're coming in just to your, uh, to shop with you or to come in one of the, the second weekend of the month, do you, are you ever in a position to be uncle Mike to say, Hey kids, don't buy this, buy that. I mean, do you give advice or do you say, Hey, collect and purchase what you like, or do you help them understand uh, the dynamics of the industry? I try to from, from afar or from a distance, depending on how involved the uh, parent and child want me to be. Yeah. Um, and, and, but I go into it every time recognizing what I like isn't necessarily what I should expect everybody else to like. Right. Um, I have a, I'm, I'm a Miami transplant, but I've been here for so long where, yeah, I love the yeah. local If you're a Yankees fan, then I'm not going to push the Rockies on you by any right. And the, the most thing, the most strong point that I emphasize, and the kids go, you know, where am I going to get the most expensive part? They get fixated on the price. And that's okay. Yeah. I am. I, I get it. They want to pull whales. They want to pull monsters and they want to have the next trout update before he becomes, you know, an $800 card. So what I do is I, I start off by saying, well, just collect what you like. You know, my, my tagline is, look, you're going to eat tomorrow based upon, not based upon how well you do buying cards. Yeah. That's something you're going to be happy looking at. And that's, that's where we started off. And the parents always look at me, they, they get that, they wipe their brow because I didn't suggest buying national treasures boxes, you know, for a nine year old Sparky. Um, but yeah, it's like, yeah. go to my quarter bin, go grab a few cards of players you enjoy. You know, check out my dollar bin. We've got $5 cases. And then, yeah, if you want to buy a box, let, let's find the right box for you. If you want to buy a blaster at 20, do you want to step up and buy one pack at 20? So it's nice to have the options for them, but it's also, I, I enjoy when I'm able to get like the parent and child in here where it's not like a rush job, where it's a Saturday. And oh, I'm right, right. Yeah, sure. Where I can really spend some time talking about it because I was that kid. I used to. I didn't have a shop in Miami, but I used to cross streets that I wasn't supposed to cross with money that may or may not have been mine. Mm-hmm. And I was that kid who couldn't wait to, to get to the card shop. That was their, I did well in school. That was their, I was yeah. a good kid this week. Sport. So I, I appreciate being that, and I want to make sure that that continues. Yeah, I think, uh, do you have any advice for the card companies? Because they seem to be, if they try to put out a product that's kid-friendly, then uh, the the little kids want what the big kids want. And so if something is, is uh, like you say, doesn't have potential for a, for a, a strong pull, uh, they're, they're, they're watching their, their, their older brothers going for, uh, higher priced stuff. So any way the card companies can, can bridge that to make something that would uh, be an entry point that kids could, could, uh, could uh, enjoy and get them involved and then they could work their way up. Or is it just difficult to do a, a lower price product and, and make money and have supply and demand equilibrium. Great question. My first thought is what's happened to score football. First off, um, score football has always been a success here. And part of the reason it's remained a success is that we carry it in every single version that they make. So we carry 
um, in years when it's available blaster boxes. We also carry the, I guess, the mega blasters on that, and then we also carry the hobbies. And the, you know, as you get progressively higher, the, the hobby product has four autographs per box, so it's got enough money mm-hmm. for for big collectors. However, at the same time, they're also jumbo packs. So I like recommending score to collectors because you open up one pack, you're getting forty cards. So if right. you're, you're you don't you know you're not just getting eight ten cards. So in terms of the, approaching the manufacturers, obviously make products that make money for you guys and keep, and keep making them. But mm-hmm. I like how you how they're packaging up the same release in different versions. We've carried our, our blaster sales have really taken off in the last few years, um, and it's just like what you see at Target and Walmart. You know, when you're I've got I've got a 16 year old kid who used to be eight when he used to ask for something that was 70 or 80 dollars at Walmart. That was an easy no. But you're walking down the aisle and if something's 20 bucks, sure, that's an easy easy yes. Right. So I would actually say keep doing what you're doing because it seems to be working. Well, in, in particular, in your store, it seems like you've made a concerted effort to have a breadth of uh, different offerings within a product that you have some retail next to the hobby, so different configurations that you can then explain to the customers, whether they're adults or or kids, and that, that helps them have a learning experience. Like I said, if you've got time to explain it, but back in the old days, retail was retail, hobby was hobby, and, and never the twain met. Uh, but you seem, are, are you getting your retail from, from the distributors? Are they able to pass that through to you occasionally? Or are you going to Walmarts and Targets? I mean, how are you helping your customers, your, your fans that come into your hangout? How are you helping them to have, uh, the full choice? I guess it's by any means necessary. Looking ahead to prison basketball, yeah. Panini allowed us to order their, my two cases of hobby. However, they also allowed me to bring in blasters, so I certainly took advantage okay, of that. Okay. Even if it wasn't on a product named Prism. Um, yeah, beyond that, yeah. some distributors who make them available. Um, I've got other wholesalers who um, offer them. And then there's guys like Steel City who I will look at. I mean, literally last night, I, I bought two cases of 2017 yeah. Classics Football, in part because it's the only 17 football product out there that I can still buy at a reasonable price. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, we, we took a picture of some, put it up on Facebook, Facebook last night, and I think we sold 35 boxes of the stuff. Wow. It was just looking around in the corner. So, okay, wait a second. It's 17 football. This, this should not be, uh, nobody should, nobody should put 17 football in the corner. <laughs> well, uh, any, any last thoughts, uh, Mike, about, uh, about kids? If, 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 uh, uh what, what would be the main reason that I could convince my 13 year old nephew to get back into collecting or should I wait until he turns, uh, 18 or 23? I mean, is it, is, is his ship sailed or? Or do you start still provide a lot of enthusiasm for 13-year-olds? Start at 13. When you get to 16, there's girls and cars. Definitely start at 16. <laughs> what I would tell you is if you're into collecting, if you're an adult, just just open some packs with your kids. Yeah. Give them that experience. Yeah. Have that fun of it. Let them have that, you know, the, the rip factor. You were a kid. You remember what it was like. Yeah. Buy, a, yeah. buy a blaster box from your LCS or hobby yeah. box. And then also if you're a collector, go to your card shop and ask them, hey, do you guys do a kid's club? And then yeah. the next time you're in there, ask them if they do a kid's club. And if they keep saying no, eventually they're going to say right. yes. And if they have yes. any questions about how to get it going, have them call me. I'll get them dialed up to speed. It's not a problem. Right. That's a that's a good note to end on. Thanks again, Mike, for the, the generosity of your advice and wisdom about uh, helping uh, the local card hangout be successful and, and uh, building our hobby industry. So, uh, again, uh, thanks for your time, Mike. Thanks, listeners. We'll be back again tomorrow with another episode. Uh, always eager to hear your feedback with respect to uh, any of these episodes or future episodes. Uh, Mike, we'll talk again, but uh, for now, we're, we're signing off. Again, Mike Friedman, thank you very much. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, sir.